0: Today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. As uh, we have been hearing on CHML News today, uh, the United States President uh, Donald Trump is going to deliver a primetime address with regards to uh, well the border crisis, as they're calling it at the White House. Now, some are debating whether the media outlets should actually carry this speech, and there's uh, some very, very legitimate concerns about that. Uh, secondly, of course, is uh, what is he going to say tonight? Because he does have the possible power, we should say, because there's still some questions from legality standpoint as to whether or not he could redirect funding. So there's an awful lot of questions here. And, uh, well, we're just not quite sure exactly how this is going to be handled by the networks or exactly what the, uh, the president's going to say. Joining us to talk about this is Elliot Tepper, Emeritus Professor of Political Science from Carleton University. Elliot, thank you so much for the time. It's good to have you with us today. Well, good morning and Happy New Year, Bill. And to you, too. An awful lot of angles that we can touch on. But let me get into the journalistic ethics of this for just a couple of seconds, because I know that some of the networks were actually having some very difficult discussions about this when the president announced he was going to do this tonight, Elliot. And that is, well, let's call a spade a spade here. Uh, Donald Trump is a stranger to the truth. Donald Trump has <laughs> lied time and time again. And uh, there are some people that are suggesting that, look, at if the networks carry this live, uncensored, They are aiding and abetting the president and misleading the country. What do you think?
1: The networks apparently have all uh, exceeded. Apparently, it is going to go ahead on multiple networks. Well, I'll be I'll be watching it uh, very carefully. Oh yeah. The question of whether they should or shouldn't is uh, a little-known, overlooked fact, which is now coming back up in some of the media. Is that the networks turned down President Obama when he wanted to talk about immigration? Uh, on on a similar address, uh, saying that it was too partisan. So there's a history of saying no, but, you know, Fox would have carried it in any event. So, no, this is going to go ahead. The Democrats are demanding an immediate follow-up, saying, we know that whatever he says, it's going to be malicious, and it's going to be full of misinformation, uh, a a, a gentle way of of phrasing what you just said. So they would like to go on primetime immediately to say uh, we're, we're we have an alternative uh, set of actual facts compared to what you just heard,
0: and, and therein lies the problem, and I think, and the, 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 I guess, the challenges that some of the networks are facing here is is how they're going to present this and how they're going to handle this. We, we do know this much, Elliot, that uh, that the the basis for what Trump has been trying to do for the last little while is 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 basically that, look at he's saying that there are terrorists that are coming across the border with these uh, humanitarian cases, and it's a threat to the U.S. Uh, security system. However, the Defense Department and others have said quite blatantly that's not true. It's a lie. As a matter of fact, uh, Chris Wallace, as I'm sure you no, saw yeah, on Fox News that. on Sunday, challenged Sarah Huckabee Sanders about that and said that all those people that were alleged terrorists or potential terrorists were were caught at airports, had nothing to do with the border, and and yet the White House stays with that story, even though there is no statistics to substantiate that. And
1: they put out a very high level. I know 4,000 coming in, and they're all terrorists, and that's what uh, Huckabee Sanders got caught up on, because uh, there were only six names on the terrorist watch list ever caught crossing that border. The total number of people, by the way, has been going down for a decade now, of people trying to enter America by this kind of means in any event, so what makes it a crisis? So two aspects here: is there a security issue, and the issue is yes, uh, there is a security issue, but there 's going to be debate now on what it is. The republicans and and I say the Republicans, not just Donald Trump, because they 've stayed uh, with him on this, have said, "Oh no, this is definitely a security issue because all of these people are a threat to our, our security, but others are saying the real threat now is that people are responsible for monitoring that border are not being paid. And that's the security issue. Yeah. that There's an awful lot of federal employees now who may be, uh, this is a suggestion by somebody in the media, might be open to uh, blandishments uh, financial because they need the money. And that's a security threat. So uh, the security issue, what's interesting to me uh right now bill is that the republicans have been nimble trump has been nimble the democrats have said there's no crisis you're manufacturing this there's no security crisis but there is a humanitarian crisis because of the policies you're following and the republicans trump nimbly picked that up and tonight you're going to hear a reframing of the issue that the trump administration wants to deal with the humanitarian And security issues at the border.
0: Yeah, which is I well, you have to wonder about the credibility of making a statement like that, Elliot, given the fact that they put little kids in cages, and two of them have already died. And you know the way they've handled this crisis in the past hardly suggests that there's a humanitarian aspect to to their approach to this.
1: They are going to, if there is going to be a national address, it is going to be on immigration. It is going to be on the border, and they are going to frame it in a much more broader perspective. That the, than they have been all along, which is there's a humanitarian reason uh, to, to give us this money and the Democrats aren't going to give it to us. Therefore, we have to take action. And as you know, and as you mentioned, there's even talk of Trump saying, uh, he put this out, I can declare a national state of emergency and use the money from the Defense Department that's not yet allocated to other things to go ahead and build that wall uh, because we have to have a wall.
0: A couple of things about that, and, and now we're getting into that other element of, of the legal debate that's happened since he's floated this idea just a couple of days ago, as to whether or not he can actually do this. Uh, presidents have tried to do this. I know Harry Truman tried to do it in 1952, and basically the court said no.
1: Yes, yeah, so a different time, different issue, different yeah. era, and a different court. Uh, <laughs> both of those courts, by the way, have Republican-appointed Republican, majority, Republican appointed judges as majorities, and it's unclear what, what this... Uh, Uh, court will do. We have uh, one of the liberal mainstays, the Democratic-appointed liberal mainstays, uh, Bader Ginsburg, is is now ill, and will she even be able to take part? And we have two recent Republican appointees, Trump appointees. So if the Supreme Court gets into this, it's not at all clear which way they will go. It is being debated whether the president has that authority. But let's link this to some other issues. Once the Trump discovers a national security loophole. He uses it. We are still paying for the steel uh, and aluminum tariff on Ken- uh, in Canada going into the states because that was a secure national security loophole that he's used repeatedly once he discovered it as part of his trade initiative. Now he's discovering a national security loophole possibly potentially for dealing with this issue. The problem he has on this, which is legal, there's people debating it, is whether it would fly with the public. He has to make a convincing enough case there's a sufficient crisis to warrant a national security invocation, and that's a political uh, matter, it's a messaging matter, more than a legal one.
0: And and from that standpoint, I mean, we know his base are going to buy whatever he says tonight, so I mean, that's that's inconsequential. But, but he's got to swing some of the hearts and minds and some of the rather, I, I guess, shall we say, conflicted Republicans right now, because if he goes through with what he's suggesting here, Elliot, as you mentioned, the money that's going to be available to him that he might be able to reallocate is money that's already been budgeted, uh, which is not nearly enough to build a wall. And and it's going to be taking away from projects in some of these Republican districts, which is going to put these guys who are looking for re-election in two years in a very bad light with the public and the voters.
1: Yes, we have a situation this past election, just just behind us now, where the Democrats had a very tough uh, road to, in terms of the Senate, and they indeed lost uh, two, two seats or three seats in the Senate because of the math view. But in, it's going to be reversed. Coming up in 2020, there's more vulnerable Republican Senates, uh, senators up for re-election. A number of them are now starting to speak out in the Senate, saying, you know, we probably should find a way to settle this. And standing back one step, well, we're talking about the, the, the optics of it and the politics of it. There's a shutdown of the government of the United States, a significant portion of it, which makes the U.S. look both incompetent, a laughing stock, and vulnerable to the outside world.
0: Well, let's talk about that, because, uh, we uh, and you've alluded to the fact that, for instance, the border security guards are not being paid. Uh, some of them are deciding to call in sick. Homeland Unbroken. Security staff has been significantly reduced because of this uh, government shutdown. But for Trump to go on national TV and, and claim that this is creating a national crisis is akin to the guy that murders his two parents and then, yeah. you know, ask for mercy because he's an orphan.
1: Yes. Uh, I think the word that we'll be back and use is hootspot. Yeah. Uh, that's okay. uh, the very definition of it. So, the, by the way, his own, uh, the people who are, <laughs> the people protecting the uh, president also aren't being paid at the minute. So, <laughs> he, that might give him some pause. The, the situation is, is bizarre, and at the moment, there's no visible way out. We clearly need to have an arrangement where each side can say we have a victory, a win-win, because otherwise this looks like it could drag on for a very long time.
0: And and therein lies the problem again, because there doesn't seem to be any dialogue going on between even the Democratic leaders, Pelosi and Schumer, and uh, and the White House staff about this. Uh, in other words, they they seem very, very entrenched in their positions. Uh, you know, For instance, when, when he's asking for the money and the Democrats are saying, okay, what are you going to spend it on? Uh, you're saying border security. What specifically? Because the Democrats are saying, well, what about drones? What about more staffing? What about more entrance points and, and, and opportunities to fast-track these things? And, and they're just saying, no, we're just going to build a wall. Uh, but it is being very nonspecific about this. And and the other thing I want you to comment on this about, Elliot, is we're talking about the Democratic leadership on this. We're talking about the White House response to this. The Republicans who control the Senate right now, a.k.a. Mitch McConnell, are, are, they're not even in the ballgame here.
1: Well, Yes, uh, Mitch McConnell is one of those senators up for re-election in 2020, among other things. And he, however, is in the situation of saying, and he said this more or less uh, in these words, I'm not going to bring any bill before the Senate. And he's still the leader of the, the Senate. Uh, the, the, they have the majority there. He can decide what, what gets voted on and what doesn't even get voted on. He said, we're not going to do this anymore until I have it in writing. Now We're speaking of the, the Republican leader of the Senate is saying he's not going to bring a bill Uh, forward for being passed till he has it in writing from the Republican president that he will sign that bill if it's passed. He distrusts the president uh, uh, to keep his word because the Senate did just pass, and the Democrats have played this part rather well, did just pass unanimously almost a bill to uh, reopen and everything was all set, and they had an agreement through Pence uh, on this. We're about to send it to the to the president for signature. He said, I don't bother sending it. I'm not going to sign it. Therefore, the Republicans are now saying in the Senate under Mitch McConnell, we're not going to bring anything forward. The Democrats, meanwhile, are saying in the House under Pelosi, why won't the president take yes for an answer? We are going to, we the Democrats, in majority in the House, are going to repass the Republican bills that passed in the Senate. We will have a Republican path to reopening the government. And we're going to do that. And that, of course, puts Mitch McConnell and the Republicans on the spot, and Trump as well, because Trump has already said he's not going to sign it. It doesn't have money for the wall.
0: But there is a clause in that that talks about further discussions and debate about exactly how they're going to handle uh, security, especially border security in situations like that. It seems to me that that's the compromise, and two weeks ago that was the compromise, Uh, and and even the Senate Republicans seem to think that. Uh, Now, uh, it's going to be interesting to see, first of all, what the president says today, and I think you've given us a pretty good idea as to how he's going to approach this. Uh, I guess one of the main questions that uh, supporters of the president are going to ask, can this guy stick to the script because when he gets off script, Elliot, uh, okay. usually bad things happen.
1: Yes, I think we'll see teleprompter Trump tonight. That is, the, the Trump that can read the teleprompter, look presidential, and behave in a manner that uh, seems reassuring more broadly to the public that he is, in fact, you know, a normal president. Uh, whether And I believe he probably will stick to, uh, tonight to that script. The script itself, however, may not be convincing enough to a broad enough sector of the public uh, this is part of the blame game. Tonight, you'll see him say this is all the Democrats fault and the Republicans are being reasonable. And that'll be the central message uh, that we'll hear tonight.
0: Well, and you're going to get a response, obviously, from the Democrats, who well, I'm we're, sure are busy right now crafting something because they know what's going to come anyway, yes. don't they?
1: But we don't know for sure, and I think it's likely, that the networks are going to carry that live. I suspect they will.
0: But what's, I guess, the end result of this, by about 9.30 tonight, uh, when both sides are finished uh, with their their national addresses, Elliot, is uh, this is not the end of it. This is really just drawing the battle lines, because this is obviously going to go to the courts.
1: Well, we don't know where it's going to ultimately go, because we have right now essentially wall versus no wall. The Democrats are saying never wall, and... Trump is saying uh, never anything else unless there's a wall, and they have to find a way to climb down from that. But let's uh, remind ourselves also that any day you and I are talking about this, we're not talking about Mueller, we're not talking about the Russians, we're not talking about his tax returns. This is a grand diversion that works well personally for Donald Trump.
0: Yeah, and that's not lost on us, but I guess the one reassuring thing is that while you and I are watching this tonight, uh, Robert Mueller's going to be busy on his files. He's got work to do, and he uh, is just plodding along on this. Uh, yeah. What was the old phrase, Elliot? Must-see TV?
1: Yes, well, I, I, it is must-see for, for junkies. Uh, I'm not sure the Republican base really cares. Uh, we should, we should t- talk about this a moment. We talk about the Trump base and the Republicans. They're more or less the same thing these days. You know, the, the Trump base is the Republican Party base, and that is what keeps the Republican elected leaders in line. Uh, they have taken the word primary and made it a verb. Republicans who do not hew the line that Trump lays out, whatever that may be, may be primaried, uh, and they live in fear that they will find themselves having competitors within the party that will throw them out of office. You know, the people currently in office will lose the possibility of even contesting elections because Trump has that kind of power, along with Fox News and the ecosystem that goes with that, uh, Russ Limbaugh, they've got that kind of power over the party. That makes getting out of the wall... Very difficult.
0: Absolutely, and I guess it's not lost—we're just about out of time here. That the, the reason the president wouldn't sign that bill that was passed through the uh, the Senate and the Congress was because people like Rush Limbaugh and Sean Hannity told him not to. It was not, yes. it was not political. It was it was basically for that. Elliot, we'll be watching and see what happens. I know we'll talk about this more in the next couple of days. Thanks for this today. Always interesting, isn't it? You betcha. Take care. Elliot Tepper, of course, uh, Emeritus Professor of Political Science at Carleton University. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.